0: what's up we're live how you doing hello hello uh my name is farah uh canna queen dgo and this is megan and welcome to the cannabis closet podcast what's up megan how you doing i am excellent
1: today i am back up in the mountains i drove up today and um i'm at home and really excited to be here um <laughs> Yay, yeah, finally got home, right? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, no, it's a good Monday. The weather's nice, the sun's shining. Um, no. Like said just got to be outside. It was windy as all get out. So boat.
0: windy in Colorado right now. Woo-hoo! It's so windy. Um, it's crazy windy here. Um, Anything new on the horizon besides running back and forth from the front range and back? Um, Might make a drive
1: out to Montana to see Jessica. Um, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Jess. Uh, I Happy birthday,
0: Jess. It's nice it out, there. out there.
1: Um, but yeah, so she's uh, asked me to come out for her birthday week. And um, so maybe heading out there towards the end of the week. And, nice. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That just I think kinda- actually my mentor is back out there too. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I should come out too. Let's all go to Missoula. Everybody, let's pack it up.
1: Grand Junction and you, we can go up together. <laughs> let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Going on a road trip. That's what's happening. Actually, I wouldn't mind that. Let's discuss that after the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a possibility. Oh. Uh, okay. So yeah, save with me, nothing uh, much going on. I'm working on getting us affiliations and sponsors. So if anybody listening knows of any, uh, brands that, uh, are looking for sponsors, the cannabis closet is, is open to that. We're, we're looking for brands that fit into, uh, what we talk about into our aesthetic, uh, for our consumers, for our viewers, um, we are, we're talking to a couple companies right now and we will, we will uh, reveal those companies as soon as uh, we get on board with them. So pretty exciting little news there.
1: Do we want to maybe take this moment to talk about the raffle? Um, we're also looking for support um, from our listeners and uh, to help maintain our show, um, you know, the different platforms that we pay for to be here Um we're doing this out of our pocket and uh, a couple people that have already been so generous and uh, donated to our, uh, to our cause. Um, We have a nice little raffle idea for April 19th show. And uh, Farah, you want to tell them what we've got so far?
0: Yeah. So the raffle is uh, going to include a Focus V Carta, Um, that's the biggest prize of the whole situation. Um, it will have, um, a carrying case and a couple of silicone containers as well as, um, of course the charging cord, a brand new set of rechargeable batteries and a brand new glass actually as well. So, um, the glass on this one broke, we're replacing the glass, we're, uh, raffling it off. You can buy as many raffle tickets as you want. They're $25 a piece. Uh, You can get them through our cash app, which is dollar sign Cannabis Closet 420. Or now we have a PayPal account as well, which you can just use our email. Cannabis Closet 420 at Gmail is our uh, PayPal account to enter the raffle. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have the drawing on uh, 419. Additionally, there's going to be a rolling tray, uh, ashtray, resin art, all resin art. Um, a rolling tray, an ashtray, a couple of other resin pieces, including a little clip, um, some Queen apparel, and we are planning to have some cannabis closet apparel as well. We're working on our artist right now. Jesse, we need that uh, logo finished up so that we can go ahead and get that apparel into our raffle. Uh, But it's going to be a great prize pack. It's definitely worth uh, chance on $25 and every cent of that $25 is going to go towards the cannabis closet to help us pay for, um, pay for our intro to the show, which we're working on, uh, getting, it's going to help us pay for our platforms that we need to pay for and any equipment that we're lacking right now as well. Uh, while we get monetized, while we work on getting monetized on our own, uh, we appreciate any help, um, that, that you guys throw at us. So we appreciate that. Uh, anything else on that piece? I have a list here today. Mm-hmm. So make sure that we cover all of the, the stuff right in the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well,
1: speaking of that, do we want to talk about our February 22nd show? I mean, today we are um, talking about relationships uh, in cannabis. We're going to get that going here in a few, but uh, we might as well go ahead and plug our February 22nd show.
0: Um, I'm super excited about this show.
1: This is a, our next one's going to be a serious one. We're going to start some conversations. It's already part of uh, everyone's conversation. I, I don't know everyone in my, my realm, it seems to be uh, part of the conversation. So um, I'm excited for it as well. And uh, again, we've been talking about being, uh, you know, that we're here to talk about the things that are hard to talk about the things that you know we keep shoving back in the closet or not addressing and so um february 22nd
0: so yeah february 22nd we're going to have our racial equality show a racial inclusion show i'm not sure how we're gonna what what the name of the episode is going to be but we do plan on having um several uh guests who are really uh, part of the industry Um, and could be potentially the ones that help us make the changes that we need to see in the industry, um, towards, uh, social equity across the board. A lot of times in the industry, actually a majority of the time when we talk about ownership, we're talking about, uh, white men and that's, that's the largest percentage. Uh, we don't see very many others in ownership positions, in C-level positions, in management positions. And so that's going to be a really in-depth conversation. I'm excited for the guests that we're going to have. Uh, we're going to be announcing those guests next week, um, once we have them solidified, uh, written in pen in our calendars. So um, definitely uh, join us for our February 22nd show. We're going to talking um, talking about uh, race inclusion or the lack thereof in the cannabis industry, in the legal cannabis industry. Um, for those of you following my live feed over here on TikTok, if you wanted to see the show, uh, we are live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, we are the Cannabis Closet Podcast, and uh, you can find us at Cannabis Closet Four Twenty on all of our social media. The link for YouTube is in my bio, so it's real quick, uh, real quick click away. <laughs> What's up? How you doing, Peasy? Feezy's in the house. Look at that in the comment section.
1: Hey, I just actually clicked on the comments (laughs) with all the banners. So, Uh, (laughs) playing with banners. Um, Yeah, okay. So, let's, um, I don't know, let's Let's talk about. I don't know.
0: We want to talk about about news that's going on? Cover some news stories real quick. Yeah,
1: we can do that. Um, one that I just have on here kind of thrown up on my screen. It's an ongoing conversation, but of course now with, uh, you know, new politicians coming in and whatnot, um, we're looking at loosening banking restrictions again. Let's start that conversation. I mean, please with our cannabis, uh, companies and, and, uh, who can get, you know, who can get bank accounts, who can't, who can get loans, who can't. Why, you know, if you have anything, cannabis or hemp in your, your business name, you can't get a bank account. Um, and yeah, we're going to
0: have a hard time. <laughs> but we're paying taxes, we're doing, you know,
1: doing all the things, but it's still so, uh, anyway, so that's a, a nice little read on the cannabis that I was uh, kind of sifting through on all of our um, pages.
0: So, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, even we're going to have a hard time with uh, getting our bank account set up. We're going to have to... Um, you know, find a workaround right now because we have the word cannabis in our name. Uh, We're going to have to be doing business as the cannabis closet and have a bank account under probably another name, which sounds like really super shady, but that's the way they make us do it in this industry. So this, I mean, hopefully they'll start lifting those restrictions. They're talking about federal legalization still. And again, and we still have banking and we still don't have banking. So maybe um, once, once we have the votes that we need um, or, um, I don't know, uh, veto proof majority voting on this, we can get uh, the cannabis laws that we need to see and we'll get banking that we need. It doesn't ever make sense to me. Has it ever made sense to you that um, that they expect us to pay taxes, but they won't let us put our money in a bank? like there's a disconnect.
1: Yeah. There's still, right? people are still being paid in cash. Some right. Ability, you know, the large amounts of money in cash. It's just a,
0: you're or like to- a, or like a payroll company has to come in or, or uh, I don't know, like, uh, um, oh, oh, you know, you have to be under an umbrella of somebody. It's ridiculous. So we hopefully, I mean,
1: that's the next conversation of you know they're they're putting it on you know to be talked about in you know the house and the you know that they're really going to be starting these conversations about federal federal legalization, and yeah. uh, you know another article and I'm not reading I'm reading another related article but. Um, what does that look like who's weighing in on this who are these lobbyists that are talking to these people that have not been open to legalization but now it's you know it's it's all about the money now right it's all about the money now and what happens to that relationship in our communities with Mm -hmm. these that have been you know doing it for the people that have been able to bank um, and make it happen for their employee. I mean, everyone's always making it happen, but yeah, it's
0: just a difficult thing. Like, why should we have to jump through all these hoops? They want our money, but they don't want us to make any money or they want us to follow the law, but they're making it. So we kind of have to like jump through hoops and kind of slither around the laws. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it doesn't make any sense, but um, we're definitely going to need to have a whole episode about banking in this industry. I think we have it on, on our topic list. Yeah. It's definitely (laughs) on our list of topics because it's really difficult. I've actually known friends that have lost their bank accounts because they work in the industry. They don't own anything, nothing. They just go to their job. They, they make their 13 to $15 an hour. We're going to have a whole show about wages as well. Oh, and uh and then they and then they go home at the end of the night and they have they have a nice little do before bed and then they get up and they do it all over again the next day and banks are closing their bank accounts for that
1: um my friend can't uh get her children's college funds set up it's crazy because college funds for children and they're uh they're a hemp company hemp that's- is legal in all 50 states so that's ridiculous you mm-hmm. have cannabis in there, you know, in the title of the year. So it's just, it. again, it, it does. It, I feel mm-hmm. like as of right now, the company I work for, we don't have it in our name. So it yes. has been, but we did, you know, when we were still handling money orders and stuff going in, you know, helping patients with that capability, you know, Wells Fargo pulled me aside and was like, you're, you know, this isn't, this doesn't, you know, what kind of company? I'm like, we're a doctors. What office.
0: are you doing? Yeah, in doctor's
1: office. <laughs> yeah, and so it, it just it it sucks. It they sucks. say it to
0: us like they say it to us like uh like our like like, like, we're, like we're criminals like we're criminals like um bitch our money just paid for that road out there I, I don't know why you calling me a criminal you know anyway let we don't want to get into that too much let's I talk about some of the other news things that are happening um in Virginia they're legalizing for adult use. So Virginia is uh, doing legislative legalization for adult use. Uh, They are going to allow adults 21 and older to carry up to one ounce on their person. And they have it so they're going to be able to home cultivate four plants. I'm very excited about this. This is exciting because some states leave that part out. And I think that part needs to be right there in there. So I'm excited about that very much. And also this show is sponsored by my company CQLLC. so little plug in here, little t- chance for a plug. If anybody in Virginia needs uh, help with their setups, with their licensing paperwork, training their employees, helping hire their employees, um, ev- anything you need, give us a call um, CQLLC. you can find us customer service CQLLC at gmail.com. Uh, and I always have to look this up because I never remember my own phone number. But our phone number is 970 426 5985. That's CQ LLC. And we do um, virtual or in person consultations. We'll be happy to help you all out in Virginia. What else is going on? What other states are we looking at today? Um, I don't know. I just saw a concerning article title that
1: said a Colorado Democrat wants to cap THC levels in marijuana products at
0: 15%. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like a related article here. I was like, 0% (laughs) chance you're capping our THC limits in Colorado at 15%. No, sir. It's a man, isn't it? No, sir. Absolutely not. <laughs> A lone medical doctor in the Colorado
1: legislature is looking to cut back the THC content on the most potent cannabis products, among other changes that would have major impacts on the state's cannabis industry. All right. So these are the things that I'm talking about when I talk about wanting to be able to lobby. Who? Where do we go to? I don't. I know I always talk about wanting to know and I need to find out this information and actually have it available for you people for everyone. The next time um, I talk about lobbying and uh, standing up for what we want in um, our
0: state. um, Well, really where it starts, I mean, aside from lobbying, where it starts is we pick up the phone and we call his office. It's a female. Her office. We pick up the phone and we call her office and we go, what are you doing? You see how old I am? Did you see this? We go, what are you doing? This is not how children hold their phones anymore. Just saying. Um, So, yeah, that's the first step. If you want um, things to happen, you have to get involved and we have to now get involved. So definitely. I know I haven't seen that article yet. I would love a a link to that. And um, who wrote that article? I want to give props.
1: So this uh, is just a brief um, in the cannabis by Alex Burness um for the part but i think the rest of the story it says is in the denverpost.com so um denver post today yeah okay. so she it's a state representative yadira caraveo a pediatrician and thornton democrat said she is still revising the bill she plans to introduce this month but one of the main provisions would ban legal marijuana products above 15 percent thc just She's like
0: real unpopular
1: um, and then her quote, even if it starts, it's the start of a conversation. I think it's an important conversation. Yeah. We're going to be a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, um, and that's what she told the Denver post. We led the way with legislation, but it doesn't mean we should never look at the issue of marijuana again. Well, start using the proper word of cannabis. And I'm yes. Gonna be serious. Um, yes. Let's, let's say- if
0: you want us to take you seriously, you guys start talking to us seriously too. Like, this is why we talked about language in our first show is because um, we're tired of of people saying that, you know, we don't take it seriously. So, like, OK, you want to take it seriously. Let's use the real words when we're talking about legislation. We're going to and talk about, you know, about
1: percentages and what help people. You mm-hmm. know, like what? I, I know she, it does say she's a pediatrician. It doesn't say she has any other. I would know? like to see
0: her background research on. Word. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm open to having the conversation too. She's going to be very unpopular with that stance though. That stance is not going to work. There's too many people with um, chronic pain disorders that 15% is just not going to do it for them. And also just to like piggyback off of this conversation a little bit is that THC is not the end all be all. So why are we just looking at the THC content? I, I think that's really misdirected. And also, if she wants me to take her seriously, she has to start talking about the whole plant and introducing legislation that allows for us to have access to the whole plant and and nothing less. And so that, that's where I'm going to start sparking up and taking interest. You're worried about people getting too high and I'm worried about people getting healthier and and. Um, having less uh, bouts with their symptoms and things like that. So we're not the same, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But she's also looking at it from a legislative point of view. And I I think I say this a lot. I think you say it too, but the people making the laws uh, surrounding cannabis are not familiar with cannabis. They're just not familiar with it. Um, And so they're familiar with stigma that surrounds our plant and that's kind of where their laws are rooted in right when you say uh,
1: that that's exactly um unless it's I mean, we do have younger politicians coming in understanding there are. people you know politicians that are also dealing with family members that are you know cannabis patients um or patients using cannabis however they want to look at it um and so what else does it say? The ban would apply to flour and edibles. Okay. Ah, I no, no, we're
0: not Wait. voting for that. We're going to have to have a whole ass conversation. You can't, oh. ba- you can't ban edibles. First of all. Okay. No, we'll get into it. Uh, <laughs> what else is on? I have Wisconsin on here as well uh we're just we're just right now we're still going through uh daily news so it, just to get everybody on board we have not started talking about your relationship yet so we'll get there um looks like um so i said virginia is going to legalize wisconsin looks like they want to legalize in a budget proposal that's going to be announced soon these are just the highlights ladies and gentlemen um we'll go ahead and uh work on getting links set up in in the in the bio of this so that we can make sure that there's links for whatever we're talking about. Um, once we post the show after this, uh, and then New York, uh, New York's having a time right now. This one I need to open up because this one is interesting. So New York, um, they are, they have a legislative plan to legalize cannabis, but, uh, but, some are worried about how Governor Cuomo is going about it. Um, So um, he says my, uh, I think this is him. Well, maybe not. Let's see. This is what this says. (laughs) It's not him. Let me just read the quote. It says, my position has been, and it still is, that Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act should be Um, passed on the floor of the legislator, Assembly Majority Leader Crystal Peoples Stokes, Democrats said referring to a separate plan filed by lawmakers. We've seen the governor's proposal for the third time. Um, Okay, now let us put our proposal on there and let us pass the proposal. So what they're saying is they're not happy with what uh, Governor Cuomo is proposing. And since he has proposed um, legalization, um then the members of the house want to propose how that's going to be enacted is what it looks like to me um they don't like his tax proposals um he doesn't have a clear and um workable social equity proposal they think that those things are wrong and so they would like an opportunity to rewrite the bill and make it right so that it's it's workable for the people it sounds like it sounds like they, they want the right thing out there in New York. So hopefully, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and see if it's going to be left in the hands of governor Cuomo, or if it's going to be, um, given to the, their, their state house and Senate leaders for the state, their state representatives. So, um, again, if you guys are following me on uh, the tick tock feed right here, if you guys want to go click the link in my bio, uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Twitch. The Cannabis Closet is live right now. Um, and I think we covered all the news. <laughs> it only took us, I don't know, 23
1: 20 minutes and 42 seconds. Um, no, um, I, real quick, I just wanted to, I was clicking on some other articles as you were uh, you know, uh, discussing that, but we were uh, just recently um, for. Colorado, and it disappeared. But what it kind of goes along with our February 22nd conversation of social equity, Colorado just recently passed some additional legislation that will um, kind of move that conversation forward for Colorado. So we'll we'll talk more about that on February 22nd. Um, Mm I hope everyone joins in. Uh, definitely uh, it's going to be an
0: intense conversation when we told you when we uh came out here and we told you that we were going to ruffle some feathers we weren't kidding we're just uh we're just kind of easing in a little slow we didn't want to just break out you know we don't want to scare everybody away we want you to see us and love us first before we start making you feel super uncomfortable <laughs> can do that too. I'm
1: sorry. Okay. Um, (laughs) We're going to have fun while we make you uncomfortable. Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. We want to have fun and we want you to have fun. And we also want to make everybody feel extremely uncomfortable. And then we want to bring it back in and find some comfort space. That's what we I want
1: to do. And have conversations about the hard things, and uh, you know, the people in a position. We're all talking about social equity. It's being put into what does that mean for everybody? And so we're going to talk about that. And um, we did invite some wonderful guests, and I guess
0: we're going to release them. We're going to do a little mini. Are we going to do a little mini in between? Yeah, we should jump on and do a little mini in between next week um, so that we can announce the guests for the following week. We just want to make sure that everybody has a written in pen in their calendar so that they don't forget. and We don't forget. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. So, um, yeah, we'll do a little mini, mini, so mini episode. I don't want to steal anybody's words, but we'll do a little mini episode and um, and reveal our guest list for February 22nd. And for anybody. um the little, little teaser for anybody that's uh, in the Missouri area, you might hear some names that, you know, and also in the Pennsylvania area and Colorado area. I'm just saying you might hear some names that, you know, so I would say click the alert button, subscribe and tell your friends about it, because this is a conversation that not only needs to be had, um, but it's it's been it's been begging to be had for too long I would say. Um, somebody said hey tell folks about the awesome key to the cannabis closet So uh, the key to the cannabis closet is just it's a little uh, resin created I wish I had one in my hand. I, I'm always unprepared you'd think that I wasn't a Girl Scout at one point in my life but I was I promise. Uh, but it's a little resin. Um, basically, you know, those little sanitation keys that you can like open doors and push buttons with It's basically Uh one of those. Yeah. Like it's got a little hook. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's basically one of those, it has a little crown on it and, uh, we are, we are gifting those to anybody who donates to the cannabis closet through cash app. So if you donate $10 or more, Uh, we will send you a key to the cannabis closet, a little symbol of our gratitude. And again, we have that uh, raffle going. So if you want to join the raffle, it's $25 and you can enter as many times as you want to uh, to win a a Focus V Carta, something similar to this. You can't see it over here on TikTok. But if you want to see what's going on, you can join our live feed. Uh, The one that we have uh, in the raffle has clear glass, but is otherwise pretty much the same unit. Uh, this, these work really well. I have high praise for this uh, machine. And then we're also going to have uh, little things, you know, like rolling trays. Did I get that in camera? Rolling trays and things like that available uh, that are going to be part of the gift basket, some Canna Queen apparel. And once we have our work together, also some cannabis closet apparel, but that might have to go under an IOU kind of situation. We'll see what happens. We're going to, hopefully we can get it together in two months, I would think. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, with that, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Ooh, let me throw it up here on our banner. (laughs) Let's throw it on the banner. We're talking about your relationship as a consumer with the cannabis industry, the legal market. What does it look like? That's what we're talking about today. It's an interesting subject. Yeah. What is that? All right. Where do we start? Where do we start? start? I'm going to go to my actual notes. Oh, she's got notes. Mm -hmm. Overachiever. I don't have notes. It's in our our drive. (laughs) Okay. I have notes. I lied. I have notes. I do. I have
1: them. Um, I don't know, we could start a couple of different things. We talked about um, consumer roles and public consumption, uh, what that mm-hmm. means for us as medical patients, as people visiting uh, adult use um, states, um, how you can <coughs> consume it in public. Uh, some places are able to do um, lounges. I believe one of our guests next week has been able to do a successful uh, setup in um, Missouri. And um, you yeah. know, you would think that Colorado would be a little bit more progressive with that, but right. we're not. We're, we're not at right all. Um, it's still hide in your, you yeah.
0: know, excuse me, sorry,
1: closet or you know the bathroom or wherever you are. But don't you right. dare like, use it on the lifts or.
0: Um, they don't like it. Yeah, they, still. So, they say it's a turn off they say it's a turn off. I say it's a turn on. I disagree with the turn off phraseology. I would rather turn the corner to somebody uh cons- smoking on a, a joint rather than turn the corner to somebody smoking a cigarette any day of the week
1: agreed uh
0: agreed
1: one hundred percent and so every state again is different, but most of the time it is consumed in private um mm-hmm. <laughs> is it uh, is it the
0: dispensary agent's responsibility to tell us that or do we just need to know that like who's going to tell these who's going to tell the consumers that they're not supposed to is it just I know the
1: Colorado Health Department and uh, ever that has um, those informational type things that all the dispensaries do put out on their tables. Um, what's legal? What's not? What you can do? What you can't? Um, I would assume that every state uh, does something similar as they're preparing to open up the markets. Um, I believe. Trying to think. I'm just trying. I'm remembering the different pamphlets I've seen on our dispensary um, tables, Um, and then, you know, knowing that people do ask the um, bud tenders, the dispensers, um, "Can I fly home with this?"
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, all the time.
0: All Look, the time, that question,
1: you know, and and everyone, the, the facilities that I do work with um, do responsibly educate uh, their consumers, um, medical and uh, adult use and mm-hmm. um, And so, but again, we're, we're, we're pretty deep in the Colorado market. And and while there are some things that we need to work on, they're really, you know, the education part um, is available. A lot of facilities do really, at least the ones I work with, I I don't know about every, you know, part. Not all of them. um, I know. (laughs) And, um, And that's. Um, I guess another relationship you, you know, as a patient or even just coming into, you know, going into other States where, you know, I'm going to be going to um, Montana and I'm, I'm probably not, <laughs> going, I'm going to wait until I get there to, uh, you know, pick up the things that I need.
0: And so, yeah, um, don't because- bring sand to the beach, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and. <laughs> And it's like, I can.
1: yes, Exactly. Um, And uh, public consumption, I used to, you know, vacation in Colorado and, you know, bring we would bring it with us and we would use it on the mountains. And uh, now being a resident here, you um, can
0: get arrested.
1: I don't. I don't. And, um, you know, I will on occasion, but really I don't. I will will medicate before I leave and I'll medicate when I get home um, if I'm, you know, riding solo, especially. Yo,
0: look, no judgment to anybody because we all do our own thing and we are all adults. Uh, Please be an adult to be here. Uh, so we're all adults. Just understand there's consequences to all of our actions. Right. And yeah. so I think that it is absolutely if, if uh, consumers are purchasing on the legal market, it's absolutely our responsibility to educate them. We not just with like flyers and stuff. We have those all over the little um, postcards. We have them all over. But also we just have to we just need to talk about it. We just need to talk about it. If uh, I have an adult use consumer that is uh, that is talking about, yeah, I'm going to take this home to Texas, I'm going to just let them know what the law states, that you can't cross state lines, that state lines are actual federal jurisdiction, and you can get in a lot of trouble for that, especially if you're going to a non-legal state. And so at least we educate people. Um, to what the consequences are and then how people behave is not my responsibility, right? Just that's a life lesson. (laughs) It's not my responsibility how somebody acts after I've given them the information that um, is required, you know? So yeah, it is our responsibility. That means that our employees need to be trained, um, properly, uh, on what the law is and what it states, what consumers are allowed to do and not allowed to do, you know, let them know that, uh, when they purchase that ounce, that this is your legal limit in the state of Colorado today and on your person, unless you have a medical card. So then, you know, we have to tell them those things, right? Yes. Um, and that's what your relationship looks like. Your relationship as a consumer looks like a bunch of laws that you have to follow that you probably don't have any idea about. They just said it was legal and you were like, yes, it's legal. A, I'm out here. I'm lying. I'm lined up right now, you know, and um, you need to know what your, what your requ- what your cri- requirements are because you still can get in trouble from in some places that are even legal, um, Mm -hmm. for cannabis offenses, just like you can get in trouble for alcohol offenses. Similarly. I
1: tell patients patients all the time, your medical card is not a get out of jail
0: free card. It is not. Especially if you're in a state that's not legal and that that card doesn't apply to because they don't cross state lines. Nope. It's important to know Again,
1: things that are shaping as we're looking at um federal legalization the shaping of how this looks for all of us um and you know is it going to be loose and vast and and just approve whatever and get no it right, way you know and <laughs> that's what we know um so let's start become part of those conversations find out you know your representatives and uh their stances and
0: let's start uh, you' know, talking about that within our smaller groups that's the question. What is your stance on cannabis legalization and what does your proposal look like because some of them are for legalization, but it's not gonna help us at all at all because it's just for the rich it's not gonna help the patients it's not gonna help the average consumer it's not you know what I'm saying so. Be a Would part you of your markets, you know, conversation. Your your state, your
1: yeah. home, your your city. Uh, be a part of the conversation of uh, how it looks in your city if it's not there yet because it is coming. It's, if it's coming. They're like already in CBD form or mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever else. however Yeah, I think we thought about that when people were like, "I." In our conversation of language, um, I only use CBD. I don't use cannabis. Oof. so
0: it's there you know (laughs) um it is though that is that is where that's where the stigma has brought us um i always i say this a lot and i'm like say it again that cannabis has been illegal for a shorter period of time than it has been legal in the united states and in the whole world so Mm. We can get back to. I mean, it's all used as medicine. They've used the whole plant, not just THC and CBD, because in the beginning it wasn't even. It was more. Um, it was more of what the whole plant was producing at naturally. Right now, I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me how you feel about this. But right now, I feel like um, we have uh, overbred the plant and irresponsibly so to get higher numbers of THC, like chasing that, chasing that dragon, Mm -hmm. that's another drug. That's not the same drug, but you know, so we're chasing this THC thing. Right. And, 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 and that's not even the best of what cannabis has to offer.
1: Um, Agreed. I don't think I think that, you know, when adult use markets started opening up and it became this all out, you know, the whole separation, the isolation of the cannabinoids so that one can be on the market without, uh, you know, super regulations and uh, the other uh Points being a little bit harder, and even just separating out terpenes from it, and the terpene companies that have um, been successful, um, and how that looks for them uh, in these markets as they start to open up. And um,
0: so, thank you, Don, for that feedback. Oh, I'm not looking at. I'm looking. Yeah.
1: at, <laughs> Not at the comments.
0: Look oh. at this. Look at this. Though, hold on. Let's get it in there.
1: Oh, there it is.
0: Oh, it's pretty. So, yeah, so Dawn actually, uh, she is a a patient advocate and she works in, in a medical um, capacity. So she's going to understand this conversation really, really well about, um, and so, 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 and you do this too. You do uh, something, some, you know, you work in a patient capacity as well. So um, it's also, like when we're talking about medical patients because you don't have access to the adult use patients but when we're talking about medical patients the ones that you have access to it's also the responsibility of the physician or the staff to let those patients know what their parameters are and what their limitations are right
1: yeah, I mean, everything comes with the, you know, they are responsible to educate themselves. I am not the of state of Colorado. I am not associated with the state of Colorado, but I do my job to help patients understand. Yes, um, I'm giving them the tools to find out more. Um, we them we're we the basic, you know, we, we give them that baseline to start from, and then we offer our services for follow up. But, you know, again, there's a lot of information available to everyone um just be careful of what you're reading where your sources are coming from yes. always double check um but yes i start off with a you know like this is what you do for the you know this to state regulations um and uh relationship with the dispensary um one thing I'd like to say, you know, as a patient, and um, and also working with a lot of patients, um, and what we're dealing with health-wise, um, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but this is going to be sound like an asshole. Do it, <laughs> like, despite your pain and what you're going through, there is no reason to disrespect your butt tenders, your dispensary employees um, that are
0: trying to help you. Um, Say it louder for those in the back. Geez, please, there's no reason to do that.
1: And as, as a representative and to help patients as well, I always have to uh, you know put myself in check as well and remember that my patients are going through things when they're talking at me in a certain way. Um, and I get to gently remind them that I'm human, uh, too, and that their words are hurting me. Um, and so respect each other. I think, as, I guess, is my message here for this moment at this part of a relationship conversation is that mm-hmm. you're know, you, you, you all more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. I am um, mm-hmm. more willing to help you you if you're going to you know, be honest with me about what's going on versus you coming at me um because you're you're hurting um you know you can tell me you're hurting and then i'm going to be way you know help you work through this so that we can get to um get you to a better place and so right. i think that don would agree and uh, you know all patients, I would agree with that agree. too um and uh that we um are here for our patients and um but it doesn't mean that we can take the
0: you know, take some of the words that come at us um and that uh, doesn't make you a floor mat. Like you're not, it's, you're not welcoming that behavior. You're there to help. Right. And um, I have patients come back to me and say this, you know, dispensary sucks
1: because, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, we're allowed to have bad days too. And you mm-hmm. can't judge one um, visit with one person uh, for the whole facility. And right. Like, Give them another chance. Go back, talk to the people, talk, talk to talk. them or mm-hmm. um, and so uh again, we're we're supposed to be in this together. We are supposed to be um advocating for each other and um yeah, just be kind to your be kind, you know, and, and I put that out to my my dispensary people too. We got we they're in pain. We're in pain. Yep. They're in pain. Maybe if we all just, you know, I, I wish we could, could consume on
0: property. <laughs> I know. I wish we could too. I wish we could <laughs> consume on property. It would make things a lot easier because some of us are working in the industry and also patients. So it's, um, yeah, it would, it would be a lot better if we could stand behind the counter for longer and um, be able to um, take our Tylenol, if you will. Um, You know as as somebody who's worked in the industry uh i would say majority if of the people that i've worked with know their limitations as far as medicating while working so i haven't worked with a lot of people who have overdone it before coming to work it's just a matter of i need to microdose or whatever um And we'll talk about i'm sure in a future episode the responsibilities of a dispensary agent um, in the industry but as far as patients are concerned um, or 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 consumers i don't want to just tie this up with um, patients but as far as consumers are concerned um, we do have a responsibility to follow the law so we've been talking about um, public consumption and, uh, things of that nature. But, um, one of my favorite things to talk about, and I have many examples and I know Megan has examples as well, is that, um, that you are not purchasing for others. You are purchasing for yourself. And so, uh, there have been instances where people have purchased for the, with the intent of selling their product and so some states have caveats right so some states have like oh you can't sell it but you can give it away or you could share with another person that has a medical card for example if you're a medical card holder some states have that you can read your state laws by the way as a consumer and etc um, on uh, the normal websites n-o-r-m-l is uh, the name of the organization they are the First, I would say uh, lobbying group or one of the biggest, at least they may not have been the first, but they're at least one of the biggest. And they've been around for a while since the 70s um, lobbying group uh, for cannabis. So they lobby for our laws and things of that nature and they keep up with what's going on. So you can check their website NORML. Uh, you can donate there. Uh, if you can't donate, you can share and you can find all kinds of articles there. Anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> Um, but some, some, some states have, have laws that allow that, but you can't, um, sell it. We had and in the early days before we even had to put them in those, um, childproof containers. Uh, I, things were going out the door in plastic baggies and brown paper bag. Cause the rule was that it had to leave the store in an opaque package, but that was it. There was no childproof or nothing. In the early days, we didn't do that. We just Ziploc baggie, brown paper baggie. Everything was labeled. We wrote labels. We wrote labels. <laughs> it, was, it was, no, we don't do anything like that anymore. Um, but um, we had a guy and he would come in several times a day. And in the medical side of Colorado, you can buy two ounces a day uh, and uh, you can grow a uh, uh, certain, you know, 12 plants, etc. cetera. But so you could come in and buy two ounces every single day. Still, still like that it still happens, but he would come in throughout the day and buy his two ounces, um, sporadically throughout the day. And I think it was twofold. I think one reason he was doing it is because he was buying when he got paid. So he was only buying if he got paid from somebody. And also, I think he was trying to confuse us because if you come in and then I don't remember how many times you've been in and our computers weren't, you know, our our tracking systems weren't what they are now. It was like the early, early days. We had to tell him, we had to limit him to two visits a day. Like you because he was like, Well, I work a job and I get paid, and then I, but you're coming in and buying like an eighth of this, and then coming back in and buying another quad of the same thing that you just bought. And then coming back in and buying another eighth of the same thing that you just bought. It's like, really? And then we would see him also park up the street and like in a little cove. So we knew, right? You have a story like that, right? I'm sure.
1: Similar, similar, but it was when we um, had implemented new tracking systems. Um, The dispensary I worked for was one of the BioTrack uh, beta kind of uh, dispensaries. And um, so we had two facilities. And the bio track systems talk to each other. So this patient would uh, try to go from one shop to the other. And um, he was successfully doing that until we implemented tracking that said, Oh, you already fulfilled your two ounces for oh. the day. Um, Got and uh, and so and he was coming in daily, and you know, again, who are we to judge and you know, how much we consume, but
0: Let's be honest about especially people that can put down 2 ounces a day. No no problem. No
1: problem. And um it, but especially, you know, just again same kind of similar situation where it was it was just uh sketch. Yeah. Uh, you know, the behavior, the um the whatever. It is what it is. And uh mm-hmm. So again, that's why tracking systems were implemented that's and why. Uh, that's why they are um, now required 100% on both sides mm-hmm. that you are not handwriting labels anymore. They're getting serious about these labels. I think yeah. even,
0: um, e- I think- we're killing so trees with labels. It's like a whole tree on the <laughs> jar. There's a whole tree on the jar for the labels.
1: A new thing that I noticed on some of my packaging and um, my flower, it says, for inhaled product
0: use like, right, right? Yeah, I, yes but what what if if I, I, would, I was going to say that actually that, most, um, of that um, buying two ounces a day are making like edibles and tinctures and rick simpson oil and things like that they're taking it home and creating a concentrate and honestly you can't create that much concentrate out of two ounces in a, in a lot of cases and so that's why they would buy more every day but I do know some people that could chief down two ounces too. (laughs) They're rare creatures and they usually smoke wax. Um, But but yeah, so I mean, and then then when we were talking earlier with that person trying to put limits on it, it's just, hmm, I don't know. I don't feel good about that. I I think that conversation definitely needs to be had. I want to talk about one more thing that patients have to do. Um, that was always like a sticky conversation, but the question always came up when I was teaching, uh, dispensary agent courses. And that is, can I have a firearm if I have my medical card? And the answer to that question in most States is no, because of the Brady bill, which is a federal regulation on firearms, and since this substance is still a Schedule One substance according to the federal government, then you can't have a firearm while in possession of a Schedule One substance according to federal law, right? But, but, but caveat: there are some states that said, uh, "Fuck you, federal law." Fuck you, federal law. We're, we don't care what you said. We're not giving you our guns. Just to clarify, when the st- just to clarify, because I said that, just to clarify, when the state law says that um, you can't um, have a firearm, that they, they there's only one state that's ever gone to doors and knocked on doors. One state did that, and it was Hawaii. Surprise, they went and took people's guns and their gun permits if they had a medical card. But otherwise, no other state has done that. So what the requirement is, is that you just lock it up and your concealed carry is considered null and void if you have a medical card. But Missouri said, fuck that. (laughs) And um, they can they can um, still have their Second Amendment rights uh, under the state law. Uh, these are all state programs, so you have to know what your state laws are. But there are states that are fighting back against that federal law. And I think, what do you think, when it legalizes, is that going to be a thing? Or, I mean, they don't tell us that we can't have a firearm because we drink alcohol, right? Which, do you want anybody drinking alcohol to have a firearm is the question. Uh,
1: so many things about that. So that things.
0: It's Prickly, it's prickly.
1: It's prickly. And again, it's, uh, you know, all that scheduling and, um, what that means. Um, when we talk about scheduling, we don't want it rescheduled because it puts it in different places that takes it out of the capabilities we've had. Um, We want it descheduled. Um, and uh, I think too with the federalization and the move, the movements there, um, Again, they're looking at it to open up the markets for transportation. So that's okay Between states. Right. What was the article and what was the information about Oregon being the first
0: to um, export? So so they have export laws. So when it is legal across to bring it across state lines they're the first and only state that can do it right now they've implemented um export laws and i and i love that they did that i was just talking to somebody um the other day about this um they were saying there's too much there's too much cannabis and i go well i mean that honestly depends on what state you're talking about because if you're in oregon or on the west coast you're right We have an abundance it's the price is very very low right now you can get it um just for almost pennies you know what i'm saying and so um that's on that's on the west coast but if you go um, on the east coast to pennsylvania the reason their prices are so high is because the second that they test hot i've said this on on other on our other broadcast too because it just it irks me so bad if they test hot for anything they can't process it And so um, if so, so most states allow you to process it and retest it. And if it tests clean, then it's clean, you know, Um, they don't allow that so that it makes their prices go up because they lose a lot of their, of their harvest. They have a shortage also of flour. So if it could be exported from another state, that would really help increase their shortage and decrease the, the overabundance in the other state. I mean, I I think it's brilliant. Oregon, Oregon pay attention to what Oregon's doing. They're on the forefront of everything. They just decriminalized every drug they've legalized, um, uh, mushrooms, they've legalized cannabis. And now they're letting people out of jail. I think I'm pretty sure out there, (laughs) like they're doing some big stuff out there. And, And then, yeah, they're the first state that is allowing exports, um, for, for cannabis. I think it's brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. I think it's smart. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Um, so I would say as a consumer, check your state laws, um, for what you are and are not allowed to do. Most states have, uh, laws against consuming in public. Most states have laws against, um, having a firearm on your person while consuming or doing business in the realm of cannabis. Um, some states allow you to grow as a consumer. Uh, some states um, allow you to um, to uh, have edibles. Some states have put requirements on what those edibles are to be shaped like. I mean, it just it goes across the gambit. Um, you can find most of your state laws on your Department of Health website. Um, and what else? Anything else that consumers might want to know? Be, be be nice in professional situations. If you're a patient and you're going to see a doctor, remember that doctor has made time for you, scheduled you an appointment, and just because it's a doctor recommending cannabis doesn't mean they're any less professional or any less legitimate than the doctor that prescribes Percocet, okay? So, um, yeah, um,
1: be
0: respectful. Yeah. We've, we've
1: had we used to have um, patients ask if they were going to be seeing a real doctor. Oh God!
0: Um, I would say now yes, but I mean I feel like that's also that was a legitimate question in the early days of our market because
1: I guess yes, but yes and yes. I looked like he was going to sell me a, a doctor. real doctor in order to do it. Like you couldn't be a not real doctor. You couldn't be a faker and. Right. Um, <laughs>
0: but also, but also my first doctor that made my first recommendation ever in Colorado looked like he was going to sell me a car. I legit. And we were in the back, we were in the back of a record store that was next door (laughs) to the dispensary so that I could leave there and go straight to, you can't do (laughs) and go straight to the dispensary and, um, and purchase something. On Sunday too, they let me do it on a Sunday. You cannot do it if, if the med is not open. You can't do it.
1: Um, let's see though. I, I do. I will say though. I we did hold a clinic down in um, Pagosa. Um, that was in the most. It wasn't a sketchy location. It was a fine the the hotel that the motel or hotel which in, in um, that hosted us. Um, he was the coolest guy, and um, the inn was about old as dirt and probably hadn't been updated. But we did our clinic in the pool area. Oh no! <laughs> and so, but patients came, and you know, and then we moved it over to um, Healing Waters, the cabins over there. Um, but yeah, we held a couple of
0: clinics in this pool area. It's not uh, fair because they don't really give us, uh, uh, you know, options sometimes, but this guy, but I mean, remember in the early days of Colorado too, where, um, a bunch of these doctors got their, got their licenses pulled because they were over, uh, recommending. what well, to we call it recommending because it's not, it's not a prescription it's schedule. One drug, it can't be prescribed by a doctor. Um, but they were over recommending. So, like we had one here that was giving everybody a hundred, a hundred plants.
1: Well, unfortunately that's, um, what happened to our main physician, the state of Colorado came in a few years. I didn't
0: ago. even know you had a real life story about it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so. You know, everything's been fine. Um, right around, let's see, when I started with Dr. B's, um, And had been with him a couple of years, I think a year or two. And then all of a sudden the state came in with regulations of how many patients um, a physician could write for, how many patients uh, they can have of that um, amount to write increased plant count for. And how many patients could be between the ages of 18 to 30. So if they were under 18, it didn't go into that number. But if they were really between the ages of 18 and 29, there was a certain percentage. Any of those percentages that were gone over or those numbers that were gone over um, triggered an automatic, um, what do you call it? Uh, An audit not an audit, but it basically goes to the health department the uh, who regulates the oh, yeah. licenses and it becomes, um, a filing of like a, all the legal jargon isn't slipping out of my mouth. <laughs> at the moment. Um, but anyway, so it basically got presented, uh, and, um, at one point Dr. B was 32% over. Um, and so, or sorry, 2% over the cap was 30% and he was at 30% providing writing, um, increased plant counts. Um, And, uh, we never went, you know, we always maxed out at 24 to 48 plants. We never did 99 plant counts for patients. Um, but the, because he had wrote for 2% over their made up number, there's no science behind this, these numbers. There's no, it came out of nowhere. Um, and, uh, they never made it known to the physicians that these were numbers they needed to be aware of. Um, all of a sudden he just started getting letters, um, that he was, um, what is it that regulates the doctor's and physician license. I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to um, show my ignorance there right now. Um, and anyway, so then, yes, then it became an audit. They, they asked us for patient files. He um, submitted them. Um, at one point, he didn't document. He did the evaluation, but he didn't write down his notes. And so yeah. they looked. That and they took it as a negative marker and they restricted his license for five years. Oh Jesus! Five, five years for five years, and he what? only he cannot write medical cannabis recommendations in the state of Colorado. Um, right, you know. So we're on year four now. So this oh. happened um, right after you know, uh, and so we hired. We had other physicians um, on our team, and we've hired you know other practitioners, and so we we survived it was a blow to us though it it seriously hurt our clinic really really you know really badly (laughs) um because you know we had to kind of pivot and um it changed the way we worked Um, so so yeah and he's still dealing with that you know for him it, it affected him solely because he didn't want to just you know he's not restricted in other medical fields he can do you know his his practice his job he just can't write medical cannabis recommendations
0: and um It is a loss, let me tell you, too, because, like, I feel like he was one of the very first doctors that actually took the time with me, you know?
1: the education that he offered yeah. I, mean, I was impressed just coming up to you know, from Denver to the mountains and him talking about uh you know even just having other cannabinoids and, you
0: know yes. it was so you know new in the market of talking about CBD and he's so educated on cannabis that was such a surprise and not that I mean there are more doctors now but but a majority of doctors don't learn anything but stigma in in medical school so like they have to educate themselves and read the studies that are coming out of like Israel and places like that. Um, I, I I've always been impressed with his uh, approach, his patient approach. He has an amazing bedside manner, and it it's unfortunate that that happened. Yeah, it was it, it We <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that happened. So you guys did a good job at recovering, um, and and making it work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we um, had another doctor that was gracious and able to come on full time with us. And um, so we didn't we did have to cut down on our clinics. We cut out three cities and the whole south. Um, yeah. and So we are still operating in the three you know locations that we have in our uh, and um, I, I do see that we are getting patients from different areas, too, that aren't necessarily in the markets that we're in um, now that we're able to do telemedicine right now.
0: Um, do you remember when they said that we weren't allowed to do that yeah and
1: right now it's still only an emergency executive order because of the pandemic um at any moment i could be told that i have to go back into clinic um and yeah. be, and but also at the same time they're telling me i'm not um able to get the vaccine i'm not in the right tier um and so thankfully again we're yeah do telemedicine right now but those regulations that we have to see our doctor in person um every year um, right. versus not being able to do i mean the restrictions and and when we talk about some of the legislation that they they do um and what people want to be aware of or patients and medical anyone going into these markets that you know for medical um you know they they do have to be aware of these things, and it does scare physicians away from writing cannabis recommendations going online. Scared really? people, scared physicians. We lost so many physicians when the applications went online, um, because a lot of the old school doctors were like, "I have to do what," <laughs> and um, they're not willing. You know, we're capable to do it. Um, thankfully, uh, you know, our office has uh, myself and another, you know, capable technical person, and. Yeah. Um, And so we were able to kind of do it. But uh, one of my physicians, he's like, he can hunt and pick.
0: And uh, but I had to do everything else. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's par for the course. If anybody's a nurse on here, you all already know that's par for the course. Y'all doing the most work we know already. We already know.
1: They, um, you know, Colorado allowed for nurse practitioners, advanced practitioners, and a few others to start writing recommendations finally as well um, a couple of years ago, but yet restricted them too. It's like nurse practitioners can only qualify for three of the nine qualifications. Yeah, and it's just like this is a you know again things that need to be talked about in new markets. Um, So if you're listening and you've got uh, you know things going on in your state, um, be a part of their conversation.
0: Look at Um, this here. Look, do you see that comment right there? Which one, Um, Janet? Here, what is up? I want to talk about this before. I know, I know, we're running late, but let's talk about this real quick before we sign off of here. Because they just don't want to help New York do better, be better. It is. Absolutely. Your responsibility as a consumer to know what you're responsible for. But as a dispensary agent or somebody works in the legal field, absolutely, they should know what they're talking about. They should know how to talk about the laws. And, um, you know, Janet, maybe I should send you our card because it sounds like New York needs our help. If you want to just refer them to CQ LLC <laughs> we'll be happy to come out and help educate some of those dispensary agents and and right the wrongs out there. I don't like um, I don't like stuff like this I want to I want the consumers to have a, a pleasant time with with their dispensary, you know with their legal market. I want them, you know, not to disparage the underground market because it has its place. Um, but um, you know, they made cannabis legal for a reason. I think that the law should include um, allowing for um, people who have home cultivations to be included in like a co-op situation with a business um, still be required to do the testing requirements and things of that nature to make sure it's safe. But I think that they should be involved. Absolutely. Um, kind of like farmer's market style. Right. And also like, um, we, we, we have to like fully edge. We, we can't just be back there and not know what we're doing, but the under the underground. Oh, I was, yeah, I just lost. Thank you. The underground market, um, it has its place, but it doesn't test, right? So we should include them in the legal market. They created the legal market to keep it safe and to keep it away from kids and to make sure that, that, you know, we were consuming a safe product, but then they make it impossible in, in a lot of places, impossible to access. The prices are so crazy and exorbitant. And then you add these taxes on it when you're talking about adult use, And it changes the game. You can't afford it anymore. And then you have to go to your underground uh, underground plug. You know, you got to go that person because and take your chances because it's either that or not have anything at all because it's just too expensive. So, yeah, we need we we got we got work to do, Um, but we got to educate our dispensary agents. We have to. They have to be educated. Yeah. Yeah. Send them our way. 970-426-5985 970 426 5985 is CQ LLC's number. So, yeah, let them know. We're open for business. We'll be more than happy to do a virtual consultation or an in person consultation, taking all of the proper COVID precautions. Uh, we're running out. We're running over time. We're already 10 minutes over. Let's uh, plug our last little bit of plugs uh, the raffle. Got to plug yep. that. So, right. we're having a raffle uh, $25 a ticket. We are, uh, raffling a, uh, Focus Carta. It will have clear glass, uh, but basically the same machine. It's a amazing machine. It's a little honey warmer for those of you over here, but y'all know what it is. It's a, it's a little, um, electronic, uh, wax machine. And, um, that'll be a part of it. We're going to have a rolling tray, a leaf shaped ashtray, uh, all resin art created by yours, truly, uh, some of queen, uh, apparel and also some cannabis closet apparel, which might be under IOU. I'm going to send this broadcast to our artist so that he hears me talking about how much we really need this, um, logo together. Um, what else? What else? Where's my list? I don't have my list. I lost it. <laughs> uh, I'll just go.
1: Say, well, uh, let's plug ourselves. You know, follow us yes. on YouTube, the Weed Tube. Um, we are also Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram. So the Canvas Closet Four Twenty. Um, yes. Tune in, find us. We will Vera has all the stuff in her bios um in her social media. Can a um, Queen
0: DGO. You just gotta follow <laughs> me on my social media. All the links are in my bio under my link tree.
1: And uh I don't have any social media except my personal and good luck finding that one.
0: <laughs> so if you want to enter the raffle, our Cannabis Closet cash app is dollar sign Cannabis Closet 420. Our uh, PayPal is Cannabis Closet 420 at gmail.com. If you ever want to share a story with us, tell us about your experience in the legal industry, the legal market, uh, participating in it, your experience as a of parent, as, uh, you know, dealing with um, um, any kind of stigma. We always do. Right. Uh, anything. Uh, tell us your story. We'd love to hear it. Cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com. Um, oh, what else? That's, I think that's everything today. I think that's, February 22nd
1: ah, for our greatest show. Equity podcast talking oh, about um, social equity in the cannabis industry. Um, and We're going to bring in some guests, so join us. Um, keep an ear out for our midweek, sometime soon uh, follow-up and announcement of our guests.
0: I think we're going to announce um after our February 15th meeting, we'll announce our guests. Just want to solidify everybody before we make that announcement. Make sure everybody's got it written in their book and pen. You guys should write it there too. Set alerts for our YouTube, our Twitch, our Facebook, however you want to watch us. Uh, This show is going to be uh, amazing. It's a topic that I've really wanted to uh, address for a long time. It is the reason, the idea behind this show uh, is this conversation. So please, please join us. It's really important to us. It'll be on February 22nd. uh, And uh, man, I just, I just can't, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. I can't. All right. right. Well, thanks
1: so much, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, Invite your friends, invite your family, uh, send us your comments, send us uh, anything you want to hear us talking about.
0: Uh, Um, You want to end? What's our good note? What's our end on a good note? What's our?
1: I forgot forgot about this part. I know. I Um, I don't even think we took any. um, I was going to say you should say Virginia for um, the (laughs) the positive, uh, just because that's your hometown.
0: Uh, re- yeah, it is my hometown. I really would love to get back there um, and do some work. So if I get work out in Virginia, babies, then I will come to Virginia, babies, and uh, I will extend my stay, babies. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'll come out for work and pleasure. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's on a good. Yeah. Virginia legalizing. And also, what? who do we say? Wisconsin um, putting... Um, putting that legalization into their budget. I think, uh, those are really great notes, uh, to end on. Absolutely. Um, and I have, uh, I, 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 have some good news. I just, I just don't want to share it yet. So maybe we'll save it for the next, the next podcast. Okay. All right. Well, this has been the cannabis closet podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us check out uh all all of our uh websites we're on youtube we're on WeTube. we're on twitch facebook and we have an instagram page right now that you can follow and keep up with us uh yeah so join us next time and uh, again look for that uh middle of the middle of the episode's episode there for our announcement of our guests on february 22nd um super excited for that show don't miss it set your alerts. set your alarms And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Be nice to yourselves and, uh, stay lifted everybody. All right. See you next time. Bye.